Goddess, mm. Mm. Um, we hope you guys have been doing well. Um, there's a lot of changes right now with quarantine, if, especially if you're in um, England like us. So, we hope you're just doing well and you're in a good mental space with mm-hmm. it all, yeah, not having too much anxiety like leaving your house, um, or having anxiety staying in your house. So, we hope you're doing really well, yeah. and keeping sane in this time where the world is moving mad. Very, very mad. <laughs> How are you? I'm alright, just here freezing as usual and <laughs> with my cup of tea. So if you guys are cold, hot, grab any drink that you want and just chill and listen to us as we dive pretty deep today. Mm. Are you excited for today's topic? I don't know if excited is the right word, mm. but I'm very intrigued to mm. see what comes up and I think at times it can be quite an emotional topic. Mm. In today's episode, we're going to talk about childhood trauma mm. and how it has an effect on you know your journey in life, whether it affected you heavily in your teenage years or even now as an adult. Yeah. It does have its role in how we are as people, as individuals. And there's a lot, I think, that gets ignored because you are a child and sometimes you don't remember depending on the trauma that you've been through yeah and it can be very traumatic in ways that you don't realize are quite detrimental to your life and how you interact with others Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's true because um you don't realize especially through the journey like that um certain traumas that you might have forgotten as a child you probably just lock them down or you don't really really remember um through your journey through life you're gonna get triggered by certain experiences that might then unlock those moments uh from childhood that you thought never existed and maybe in the beginning you might find them like confusing because you're like nah i don't remember this moment i don't remember experiencing this but there's somewhere it was somewhere locked in your brain and in your emotional system and whoever was able to trigger you uh, would have unlocked it. So it's really important to just be patient with yourself in those moments and ask for help if you need to and, you know, take it day by day and try to heal that part of yourself because you, you deserve it, you know. Healing is, is important and is everyone's right. Um, holding on to traumas for hard and bad as it could be like it shouldn't be you know I know things happen but after a certain point if you can you should really try and just let it go because it's for your own sake for your own for your own I think as well like thinking about the effects of if you are going to ignore it Mm. you know expect things to get worse for you because at the time it may feel like oh I like trying to you know look at your past what you've been through it might get overwhelming and too much and you just think you know what i can't deal with this but in that same breath thinking you know what if i don't deal with this Mm -hmm. is it going to become worse because i i just think ignoring things in general even if it's just a a to-do list to do something quite simple Mm -hmm. 
the more you ignore it and procrastinate about it, it just becomes even bigger. And when it is time to deal with it, you will be ready to explode. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, having said that, we're going to dive into it and explore each other or each other's thoughts through how childhood trauma has an influence on your current life journey, etc. Mm. So my first question to you is, do you have any difficulties with trusting others in this moment of your life? Based on whatever kind of um, trauma you might have experienced as a child, do you think that at a certain time in your life you had trust issues or even in this moment in your life, do you think you have trust issues? I would say so. I don't think they are, um, what's the word? I don't think at the moment they have a really negative impact on my life because mm-hmm. I'm aware of them. Yeah. I think having that awareness has definitely helped me in how to manage my trust issues yeah. and also noticing who I have trust issues with because it's not with everyone. Mm-hmm. But I think mine are with men mm. and I think it stems from a lot, you know, that has happened with my dad in the past mm. and um, taking that forward into relationships, but then even more so being treated a certain way by men in the relationships that I'm in. Mm-hmm. So going forward, meeting new people, looking backwards and thinking, okay, I don't trust this person, but why? Mm. Especially if they haven't done anything to make me question their their loyalty and things like that yeah and I think when I started realizing that it made me think where does this come from because it's just coming out of nowhere in that moment because the person that I was dealing with at the time was not doing anything in particular Mm -hmm. so I'd say it I do but it isn't to a degree that is very harmful to myself okay and again I think that comes from the awareness of knowing that this exists within me Mm. so when I do have an issue with anyone when it comes to trust I've been able to be quite direct and ask them about what it is I'm feeling that is making me feel as though I can't trust them yeah um and luckily I've had okay no actually I haven't When I really think about it, I've had people in the past that, you know, rightfully so, have gotten mad about that and said, why why are you coming out with this? I haven't done anything to make you um, feel as though you can't trust me. Mm. And then on the flip side of that, I've also had people that are quite understanding of it and want to understand why I think that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I would say I do, but again, it isn't something that is like, very detrimental to me at the moment yeah yeah i think i'm at the same more or less the same um, spot as you because um for me it was something that i i really really struggled with i think without even realizing it like i always had trust issues when it comes to especially with men um when it comes to to men in general so i really made most of my decisions regarding men based on that issue and once I kind of realized that and I started working on that side of myself it just 
I don't know, it was just something that had already influenced my life in a massive way. But I would, at this point, I'll be like, okay, yeah, it happened the way it happened because it needed to happen that way. And in this moment of my life, I do, I tend to not have, um, I've learned to surround myself with people that I feel like I can be able to trust. And I've learned to, and the, the reason why I, I, I'm, I can say this right now is because I've had to put myself in the position of cutting out people that I do not trust. So if I feel like at a certain point in my life, especially last year, like last year was basically just me cleaning and dusting out my people um, uh, wardrobe per se. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, I, you know Marie Kondo, um, she has a loads of people know on Netflix there's Marie Kondo the magic of tidying up and her basically her saying is if it doesn't bring you joy exactly exactly basically basically that's where I am right now so the people that I have constantly in my life right now the people that I'm being in contact with um, I would say maybe 90% I, I trust that's to tell you like I have a really really small um, circle and that's because I chose it that way because there's no point for me having a big group of people if I'm not gonna be peaceful at having those kind of like I, I choose the kind of life I want I choose the kind of peace I want so right now I'll say maybe 90% of the people in my life I trust them and 10 are still on the on the radar you know I'm, just, I'm still trying to figure because I'm not perfect either so but yeah I would say as of right now, I I don't I don't have a big issue with trust. If I if I don't trust you, then there's something there. So I would I would have to decide whether I want to keep feeling that way or not. And I don't have time to feel that way. With that in mind, would you say the experience that you went through as a child has changed you for better or for worse? Because it sounds like right now. Like I think both in, both of us are in agreement that we don't really have major trust issues. Yeah. But there's still that little bit. Of course. So would you say that the experience has changed you for the better or for worse? Even though you know we're always the type of people who say everything happened for a reason. Yeah. It's still, I think, good to acknowledge if it has been. Yeah. Quite negative or not that bad. Yeah. So I would say um that the experiences that i've had when it comes to trust in whatever field it might have been from my childhood i would say it has um changed me so it it started off as worse and now it's better if it makes sense so before i you know started noticing these trust issues because it was it was like ingrained in me in a way that for me it was normal you know having maybe a certain trust issue when it comes to money or a relationship or whatever was normal for me because that was the normal I knew uh, based on how I might have been um, introduced to whatever relationship it was that I needed to be having a relationship with whatever it was so in the beginning, it was it was hard. It was like 
for worse because it didn't impact me in a negative way, in my opinion. But now that I have noticed these things and I have been working towards it, um, I would say for better. Maybe not everyone will agree with me, but you know, if you sit back and reflect on certain um, certain things that you might have gone through as a child and during a period time period of time in your life, you start acting a certain way based on those things as that you have experienced as a child. Then I don't know. You just end up knowing that things happen for <laughs> things happen for a reason and. You, <laughs> you it's either you keep being worse or you keep it better and for me i think it, it started off as worse and then now it's better yeah because you made the active choice to be like like you said at the beginning this is this has happened to me okay but what mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so it probably would have been your answer may have been worse yeah if you decided at one point I can't deal with this. Yeah, and I'm that's just it. Stay the same. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. For me, mm. um, I would say the experience definitely changed me for the worse. I think. Okay. Um, although um, I'm aware of you know, obviously I'm aware of what happened because it happened. Yeah. But um, I would I say I would say especially during my teenage years and my early twenties. Mm-hmm. I was very I mean even now I still describe myself as a very emotional person and I, I, I'm not ashamed to say that but in my teenage and early 20s it definitely impacted in the worst way because I was emotional to the point where I didn't know how to deal with it and I started acting out in different ways mm-hmm. I was going out coming home late like and I'm someone that is very not antisocial but I don't enjoy clubbing I don't drink like the typical things that say people in that age bracket usually do yeah i was not interested in anyway but i was going out late um finding ways to leave the house i was just doing the most and then i realized how i was emulating a person in my household their behavior and their mood yeah and so i think even if you knew me Mm. in my early 20s i don't think we would have been friends because i was a very different person i was moody Mm. um i was very like i looked at the world in such a negative way and i was just over it and yeah i was like that person that even i looking back at it did not want to be around Mm. um so i would say it changed me for the worse and although now i make a conscious effort to not be like that Mm. i still have those moments where i'm like why is this happening yeah. Like, I have those moments where I, like, wallow in self-pity because I'm like, seriously, this is still affecting me and it's, like, 10 to 12 years later. Yeah. Um, so, I would say, yeah, for mine, although it isn't as bad as it used to be, it has had an impact on how I am as an adult. Mm. Um, and it's an experience. So... Like the experiences has have had like that some of the negative aspects of it have stayed with me. Yeah. Um, and I'd say they definitely influence the relationships I have with people I meet. Um, I. So for example, like I stay away from angry people. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
I don't like aggression. I don't like violence. And it also plays a role in the type of things that I watch. Yeah. So say, for example, like a movie comes out mm. and it's a big blockbuster, there's hella sick actors in it, da-da-da. But say, for example, the, the, um, the storyline might have abuse in it or domestic violence or something like that. For as much as I might like the actor and everyone might be on watching it, mm. I won't watch it. Mm-hmm. And it's because I know that stuff like that will trigger me. Mm. And it just goes to show that the experience has stayed with me. Mm-hmm. And in even in this moment, I'm like, will it ever go away? Like, despite doing the work and trying to move forward from it, possibly getting therapy for it. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is just one of those things that you won't ever forget. Yeah, you can move forward, but is it always going to be in the back of my mind? I don't know. I I like to think that eventually, like you will be in a better space with it. You know, yeah. because if you think about your journey so far, even with other things in your life that you never ever thought that you probably will be able to adjust to, and yeah. like be able to handle, um, yet today you can look at yourself and say, oh my God, I actually, I'm in this phase, even if I thought I would never be in this phase and I was able to get to this phase, like it's crazy. So I think obviously this is um, a deeper one. Um, so eventually it will, it, it will probably take as much time as it needs to. But because you're someone who is very aware and is very um, uh, mindful and it's always wanting to be better or try to not fix. And the way when I say fix, it's not like you're always trying to make everything look perfect. It's just yeah. life is life. If you're alive and you're still breathing and you can move, then you can always be better at something. You can always evolve from some things. And as you grow older, as you um, learn different things, techniques to enhance yourself, you will someday come across a something that might help you um deal with that situation better you know so i I think maybe it might take longer i don't know obviously um but i think that the moment that you 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 find yourself in a situation that keeps or teaches you something about yourself that could help you deal with that side of yourself you 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 you'll be better at it or better at handling it. So I, I definitely think it will. Even if it's there, but you can, it will be a situation where you can look it up and face it and then decide, okay, I can put you down for a, mo- a moment and come back whenever I feel like I want to come back to you. Rather than like, oh no, it's there. Oh, I'm not ready to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think with time, you'll be able to. Because I, I always believe that with, um, when you're wanting, you're willing, you know? Our experiences are obviously really different, and we're aware. Um, those of you listening, yours will be very different as well, but I think something that is actually quite common amongst people yeah. is um, being abandoned and having abandonment issues yeah. within your childhood because there's so many of us that get abandoned, but because it happened at such a young age, mm. you as an adult, it's something that you're used to. Yeah. So you don't necessarily look at it and think of it as point blank, I was abandoned yeah. until you really deep it or 
if you're willing to, you know, understand that that's what happened. Yeah. So, would you say that being abandoned by someone you love has affected you? Definitely. So, in my case, I would say maybe someone I loved would be a big word, but it's someone that I felt like, you know, at a young age, I used to remember that, oh, I wish I had this figure and I wish that this figure really loved me because then I'll look at my friends and they had both figures and I'm like oh my god what 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 was it about me that was wrong because I I was like why does everyone I know have a father and a mother and I just I don't have especially the father figure because mm, I never had my father figure in my life so at a young age it was hard because I didn't understand why even if I was told, I was given a reason at the time, but inside of me, I was like, but like, how can you not want, like, what is it about me that you don't, that you didn't want at the time? So, and I didn't care about the reason. I just wanted the person to be there, but they were not. So in the beginning, it was like, I just, I was craving the, the, the need for that person to be there. And I think with time, I just started hating the person for not being there. So that really, um, that really messed with me because then comes the feeling of, okay, not being worthy enough. Okay, I've been, I, I am in this world because not everyone deserves to be happy. Not everyone deserves to have a beautiful thing. Not everyone deserves to have it all. And I'm part of that. Not everyone deserves to be happy and not everyone, you know. So in for some reason and for, at a point in my life, I just picked that up and I was not able to drop it down for a very long time. So that kind of influenced and shaped um, a certain path for me for a while. So let's say I would, if I wanted to, uh, when it comes to my self-confidence or things that I felt like I needed to, or I need that things that I felt that I deserved, I'll be like, I always open the door for, do you deserve it though? Like, are you, are you sure you're supposed to be having it? Like, come on, you don't deserve it. Like that person is not going to want you. That person is not going to need you. Like, oh, please, no one wants you. You know, stuff like that. So that really messed with me for a very long time. And just even accepting the fact that I can be loved by another man or I can be cared for by another person was really, really a struggle for me. So it's just, um, it's, it's, it's sad how, you know, I don't know, like you you have to, as a parent or a single parent or even a society that can help a single parent raise a child, maybe let's say uncles and aunties. And I had uncles and aunties and, especially an uncle who was kind of like my father figure, but it's not the same thing, you know, as much as you want to see it as the same thing, they can play a very, very important part in your life. But, you know, there's always that something missing because you're like, but why, but why? And yeah, that, that was a messy, messy part of me. And I remember having a conversation with a friend of mine and, and she asked me, uh, why why um why I was doing certain things and having certain approach with men um and I kind of 
that was when I really started going back and really admitting the fact that, you know, I had that part of myself that I really never really explored. And I remember telling her, you know, like I, I never really had my dad in my life. And I think I've always resented that lack and just used it against the world. And yeah. that was, um, that was something that really played a role in how I was reacting to relationships in general. And she said something that really, really, <laughs> that really shook me. And it's funny because at the time it felt like she was trying to convince me that that thought in my head wasn't valid. But for some reason I was like, no, like this is how I was feeling at the time. And this is the reason why I acted at the time. So you cannot tell me that my, my thought and my feeling at the time was invalid because it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Like all my life, I thought of it this way and you come and tell me, no, you cannot. So let me impose, let me pose the question to you because um, what she said was, how can you feel a lack of something you've never had? So in her head, she's like, because I never had a father figure, then there's no way I can know that I was lacking the love of a father. So I was like, but what, like, how does that make sense? Just because he wasn't in my life doesn't mean I, he, he shouldn't, like, I shouldn't feel or, or feel I deserve to have him in my life or feel the love of, from him in my life. So for, for a while, that kind of messed me up a little bit. I'm like, um, no. And <laughs> listen, that was, that was one of, uh, one of a trigger for me at the time, because regarding her per se, and I was like, this is not the kind of person I want around me. Cause if you don't really understand how this has affected me so much, then you probably not going to understand other things that I might be willing to share. And I don't think I want to be sharing certain things because you don't even understand how important this is for me. So I want to ask you, do you think a lack of something you've never had can impact someone? Of course. Hmm. Um, because I think even it, like to use you as an example, hmm. just because your lack of a father figure is apparent doesn't mean that you won't feel it. At the end of the day, it takes two humans to create a human. Exactly. So, even if he wasn't around, you're always going to question his his lack of being there. Yeah. And on top of that, it also invites the opportunity to ask your mum questions. Mm -hmm. Because naturally, depending on the relationship you have with your parents, they're your first point of questions. Yeah. Especially if it's something to do with your family. So I definitely think that a lack of something can be felt, especially even if it comes from your environment, like like you said, seeing people that had two parents, mm. naturally, especially as a child, you're thinking, why don't I have this? Mm -hmm. Because every, like children do that, even when it comes to materialistic things, oh, that person has those trainers, why don't I have those? Mm. Because it's what, That's as true. a society, majority has. Mm -hmm. So you look at yourself and think, why don't I have this? And again, it, you've started to question your self-worth and what you deserve. Mm. Oh, 
do I not have this because there's something wrong mm. with me? And because, again, it's the majority. So you, you think that your lack of it makes you less than. Mm-hmm. And I think as an adult, and that's the beauty of the journey, is you understand that your lack of something doesn't mean that. Yeah, of course, you're ba- those feelings and emotions are always going to be valid, but it doesn't make you less of a human to not experience those things. Yeah. It just means that, okay, yeah, you don't have this, but how can I make this or shape or use this experience to shape not only my life, mm. but since we're talking about childhood, how mm. can I use that experience to make, if you want to have children, that is, how can I use this experience to make my children's life better? Because I'm guessing from what you've been through, ideally, you'd like a partner to stick around. Yeah, and to raise children Mm. with you. Mm. And for whatever reason, in society, unfortunately, that's not to say women don't do this too, because they do. Mm. It's just depicted more that men leave. Mm. They get someone pregnant and they bounce. Mm. Or they leave at when the child is still young. Um, and on a lot of occasions, you don't know where they are. And I can't speak on that because I, I'm very grateful. I have both of my parents. But when I really think about it, most of my close friends, you being one of them, mm. don't have father figures. Mm. But it's, that's just not just for you. It's for mm. a lot of people. We both know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting to think about how those experiences shape you as a woman, but mm. how a lack of a paternal figure can affect men too. Mm-hmm. Because where, like for me, I have a, an amazing mom, and that has shaped me as a woman. Who is amazing. <laughs> yes. But I also have a dad who has shaped the person I am, but has also, like I mentioned earlier, has influenced the way I view men and the type of interactions I have with them both positive and negative Mm. and also my mum has shaped the negative experiences I have as a woman so it goes to show how the role of your parents is pivotal to the person you become Um, and in saying that becoming is not always pretty like it has its really ugly parts and I would say given again that we're talking about childhood me personally growing up in an environment that wasn't always pretty it was quite aggressive basically all the things I mentioned earlier that I avoided Mm. is what happened to me when I was younger like being around aggression anger all of the emotions that are healthy to have but to a degree that wasn't healthy yeah but now I I and actually talking about it I realized all of my friends are calm people (laughs) whether that's like for example, okay, I'm not even going to name because it's long, but everyone I speak to has such calm voices. <laughs> the way they speak, how they interact, and also how they interact when they're angry. Mm. Because I think it takes a very controlled person to not lash out when you're angry. Mm-hmm. Because it's a human response to want to... You, you have a build-up physiologically mm. that you want to release, mm. which is why some people get violent or pick up things, smash them, whatever. Mm-hmm. But the people that I'm around don't do that. <laughs> They're probably like on the right opposite <laughs> scale of that 
which for me is nice, but it also makes me aware that I, I, I run away from that. As soon as I see anger, I don't like, know. Even, yeah, like even aggression in your voice, I'm like, bye. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's true. Because sometimes I remember in the beginning, you're like, why are you shouting? <laughs> oh, my God. It's not to say, for those of you listening, if you shout, it's a bad thing. But it goes to show how what you experience yeah. will make you be like, um... Yeah. Like, if, for example, if you were... You don't, obviously, because we're friends now. Mm. But if you were someone that was constantly shouting... I used to be. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know that. Yeah. We wouldn't be friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, if Susan or anyone in my life was someone that is that way, mm. me a question i just wanted to make a point um on something you said said earlier on because you were talking about how you know um based on certain things that um i might have experienced and i was like obviously i would want to have a partner who wouldn't you know flee (laughs) and all that and it just reminded me of how that really really impacted me because for a very long time I actually did not want to have um, a partner. Oh, that's so true. Yeah, because I was like, no, I can handle it. I just want someone who will, you know, give me kids and then I can deal with it. I can handle I I actually did not see how toxic that kind of thought was. And there's nothing wrong with having children on your own if you yeah. want to. But it's actually selfish, especially if you have people or someone who actually wants to be in a stable relationship with you, who wants to have children with you, but you're like, no, I don't need a man, I don't need to be, uh, I'm independent. And that's how I was. Like, for a very long time, I said, I don't want to be in a relationship, I don't want to be in a stable relationship with any man, I don't want to be under any man, I just want to have children. When I'm ready, I'll find a trustworthy friend of mine. I'll find a trustworthy friend of mine and you're not even going to touch me. You just do your thing, give it to me and I'll fix it. That's how independent I was. I'm like, you put it somewhere, give it to me and I'll handle it myself. And I just want the children. But it's interesting that you call that independence, don't you think? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's some toxic independence, you know. Like, I swear. I wouldn't personally call it independence though because you you at the time made the choice to run away mm. and you've reworded it into independence. Yeah, yeah, because I, I thought I was just being independent, yeah. that I don't need anybody, and especially yeah. any man, 
to tell me when, how, what, etc. So yeah. all you needed to do is, I just need your sperm, basically. You give it to me, <laughs> and I'll make the babies. And this is where I actually thought I was being different from um, my uh, uh, my father's experience. So I thought, okay, since he disappeared, right? And but I'll give, and, and I didn't have the chance to have him in my life and experience him. I'm gonna give my children. The chance to experience their father he's not going to be present all the time in the same house but if he wants to be part of their life that he can be part of their life and then um i was having a conversation with my friend who was trying to understand how my mind was messed up at the time and i was like what, what are you talking about he was like um so do you understand that if i'm willing to be in my children's life you're not going to really allow it. Like, I want to be able to go to their room and read a bedtime story to them before they sleep. I want to be able to have a conversation to, with my son anytime I feel like it. But no, I won't be able to do that because... <laughs> because Did you... Did you hear that, yeah? <laughs> said, no! Yeah! No! <laughs> and he was like, but no, you decide... That because of your selfish reasons, you don't want to be in a relationship, you're going to deprive the children from such an experience. So I'll be in my house with my own wife and children. Yeah. And then you're going to be my baby mama and my and my son would have to call me for a good night. And then I started realizing, okay, yeah. But even in that moment, I was realizing it. But in even in that moment, I was still in denial. I was like nah, this is just a man talking, you know, like, I'm just, yeah. me, I just want to be independent, and with time, obviously, I then explored, and tried to really go to the roots of it, but I really saw that as independence, I was like, yeah, I can have my children, just make sure I have a stable and growing uh, financial life, and then they can have whatever they want, and yeah, we can do it, I don't need a man, I can do it, but nah, no, I I I want my man. Yeah, me. <laughs> but yeah, sorry. I just wanted to put that out and just um mention that because that was really important. Like some people can have an the same experience and think, okay, I want to have children and make sure they have a stable home because I experienced it and it's not fun and I'm I don't want my children to feel that. But I don't know how you know everyone's experience is different but in my experience it started off with me actually not wanting to have anything to do with a man and just saying yeah i can handle the children on my own because my mom was handling me on her own so yeah but do you see how it comes full circle is that you saw your mom exactly you still thought it's fine my mom did it yeah yeah my mom is independent. I can be independent too. <laughs> Shout out to you, mom. <laughs> yeah, I love my mom. Mm. And my dad. Mm. They're both cute. Mm. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so it's something that we definitely can talk all day about because I think a lot of things happen to us as children Yeah. that we take on as adults. And it's difficult because it impacts the way you even want to raise your own family. It really impacts the relationships you go in, perhaps the jobs you take, it, it affects everything because as children, our minds are easily 
shaped and mm. we're influenced. And that's the whole point is, you know, the brain is still developing. Mm-hmm. So I think we've got to leave it here. Otherwise, we'll just be talking forever. Yeah, we're not going to stop because, as you yeah. said, like, there's so many layers to it. Like, so even one, one side of a trauma can bring out different path of mm-hmm. experiences for people for different um in different levels so yeah we're just gonna jump right to the quote of the day <laughs> and so, yeah like today's episode was really heavy but mm. we want to leave you with this quote because i think it's just a nice way to look at trauma and we both read the quote and was like oh yeah um so i don't know who it's by again i'm sorry <laughs> It is, trauma creates changes you don't choose. Healing is about creating change that you do choose. That's so beautiful. Like, when I heard it, I was like, oh my God, this is just so beautiful. It's so hopeful. You know, so um, I hope someone that needed to hear it, heard it. And always remember that there's hope. You know, there's always always, hope. I've said this before, but just ask for help because it's not easy to deal with trauma on your own mm. and I think trying to be big man yeah I can do this mm. doesn't work sometimes mm-hmm. and yeah it takes a certain level of vulnerability but I I mean I don't want to tell you but I don't think you would regret choosing yourself and choosing to heal yeah choosing to heal is never a bad choice be grateful for you go ooh child <laughs> <laughs> So I am grateful for just um, whatever experiences that has led me to being the person that I am today. Even if, you know, at a certain time it was really not fun. Um, I, I had to learn during the journey that, you know, yeah, things happen for a reason. Yeah, we know that. But... If they, if things hadn't happened the way they did, the person that I am today would have never existed. So I'm grateful for each pain, each laughter, each loss, and each gain. It's all part of my package in this life. So I'm grateful for that. And that's all. Yeah. Yeah. I'm grateful for the relationship I have with my dad. Mm-hmm. ebbs and flowed throughout mm. my life mm-hmm. and I think now especially we're in a good place there's always room for improvement mm-hmm. but it's definitely a lot better than it was 10 years ago so um, I'm just grateful for him and for as much as we have had our differences I also realize how I'm very similar to him mm-hmm. and um, I always take those good qualities that I see within myself to remind me that you know what this isn't you it's it's my dad Actually. um so yeah I'm grateful for him and I'm grateful for all the fruits he buys me listen I'm grateful for your dad too you know listen <laughs> man's out here showing some love to me as well so I'm grateful for him yeah so with that being said if you do have a good relationship with your parents go and tell them you love them even if you don't if you can tell them you love them do because you never yeah. know um, you're gonna probably have kids too someday. Trust me, it's not easy. It's not easy to be a parent. So just appreciate them while they're still here. Cause yeah, 
<sighs> Sometimes we can be really overreacting for something that doesn't really need overreacting. So just tell them you love them, honestly. It's not a big deal. But yeah. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you so much. <laughs> we'll see you guys uh, up see. We'll hear you guys. No, we'll speak to you guys. <laughs> we'll speak to you guys on our next one. Bye. Bye.